0: Hello and welcome to the first Blizzard Watch of October. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm the host. It's not spooky yet because, you know, that's Halloween. That's the whole month away. But still, you know, it's getting spookier. I I, I feel a little spookier. You guys feel spookier? Uh, Liz, Joe, say if you feel spookier.
1: I just feel I, like just I'm. a little bit. Just, a little
0: bit
2: spookier.
1: I'm just celebrating the fact that fall's here. I got my pumpkin spice lattes and it ain't a thousand degrees. I'm good.
0: It's actually still pretty hot up here. It's like 21 degrees during the day, but you know, hey, it's better than it was. Uh, so, yeah, that was the EIC Liz Harper and General Man About Town Joe Perez, who are the backbone that make this podcast work. And I didn't introduce them by name, so that's me doing that now. Uh, I guess we're just going to talk about stuff because there's a fair amount of stuff between like it, there's a thing that happens whenever we put out a podcast. It's like Blizzard gets antsy like and then there's another thing that whenever one of the big people like one of the editors or people who write a lot aren't available blizzard immediately gets even antsier and and just has to drop news (laughs) and they they'll be like yeah we're gonna do a news thing at this time and that's thing so like for instance they told us oh we're gonna have this overwatch like news thing we're gonna we're gonna talk about and get you guys all the information for next week's drop and we're like "Yeah, okay that's great and like this was for everybody it wasn't just for us but they while they were doing that, like I, I think Liz decided she could like eat or sleep or have a life. And what I don't know what happened, but you weren't around. Mm, and I was in
2: I was in New Mexico last week. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you weren't currently available, and they immediately decided, okay, we just dropped all that Overwatch stuff. So now, why don't we tell people where the when the Dragonflight ex, <laughs> you know expansion re, you know release date will be. And that we was like, "What?" And what was really funny was the day before I wrote a podcast. I wrote a, a breakfast topic. Man, I just keep saying podcast. I wrote a breakfast topic saying that we didn't know when the release date was. And the very next day, the very next day, they dropped the release date. I mean,
2: so, I I was pretty sure the release date was coming soon. Oh I, yeah, just yeah, I knew it, we were going to find this out very very soon. I so. I,
1: I was expecting first week of October.
0: You mean for the release or for the actual
1: for for the for the announcement for, for the announcement? For, for the announcement.
0: Okay, the first week of October. For no, the release, like, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. That, no. that would have been. That would have been insane.
0: Been, I don't think yeah, any of us would have gotten sleep speedy. for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all have been like, you know, what? Oh God!
1: So but
2: please stay.
0: <laughs> but you yeah, usually but this is the
1: time of year for holiday release games that they start announcing mm-hmm. dates, right? Like,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but so yeah we we have also wrath classic is still trucking along and we got news for that too so uh we're gonna start talking i think we're gonna talk about overwatch 2 first because i don't think any of us are currently playing it so um not that anybody is currently playing it uh because at the moment
1: they're getting details right
0: no, no yeah nobody can currently play it uh, i think they have queues in the
1: tens 2000s. of thousands tens yeah. of thousands less i checked okay so yeah but
0: uh
2: But apparently it is, these queues do not, it's not like a wow queue where a 10,000 person queue means you're going to be sitting there for three hours. It's like a 10,000, you know, it's, it's like a less severe, at least this was what Mitch was explaining to me earlier when I was like, whoa, a 20,000 person queue, you're never going to play the game. So apparently the queues move. It moves yeah. faster than, like, a WoW queue would?
1: It's essentially, it's essentially like, uh, you're going to be in there for, like, 20 minutes, maybe, because you have to, basically, you're just trying to get through the authentication, right? You're not trying to connect to a server. Like, to compare it to WoW, back when there were server queues there, it was because literally there was no more character space on the server and you had to wait for somebody to log off so that your character could occupy that particular part of random access memory. Um, your, your ones and zeros were asleep until then uh, with this, it's, you're literally just trying to get past the authentication gate. And once you're, once you're past that, you're fine. And even though it, like 10,000 is a scary number, but like, I'm seeing like anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes, which is way better than those of us that used to wait for five hours to get into uh, farm, you know, bloody heroes.
0: Yeah, I, I actually used. To, I remember a system where I would basically get in the queue and then go off and do other things around the house. And my office at that time was just in the same room as my living room, so I'd walk by every five minutes and hit my space bar just so it didn't disconnect <laughs> me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still here. Uh, here's a button press, so you know I'm still here. Um, but yeah, there were there was some long. But but that that whole DDoS thing is happening. Uh, but there's also the fact that people are just you know the game has changed. Uh, it is not the same game as it was Uh the, the player comps are different size. I think it's five X five. Now um, yeah. there's, there's new heroes to use. There's the battle pass system. There There's a, there's a fair amount of change going on. So it's, it's a bit of a, all, all happening at once thing going on with overwatch 2. But today, I believe it was today, also, right? It wasn't yesterday. Was
2: yeah. It? it went live today.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and also uh, right. just a, another thing that it's a note with it going live today too. one of the requirements also went live, which is, um, and Mitch was talking about this on on Twitter a little bit earlier, and we talked about it. I think last week or the week before, because they have their new anti cheat system. There are two things now that are in place. One, you have to tie your account to a mobile account number or a mobile phone number, uh, and then two, you also have to consent to having your voice uh, being able to be recorded. And that's also causing some people a little bit of distress today. Uh, some folks did not realize that that was a requirement until they went to go log in today and they sure. weren't allowed to even enter the queue until they updated their information.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for some people that means they can't play because yes. they don't like for some small children who've been playing overwatch,
1: although uh, they oh, can't,
0: they don't have a phone yet. Well, like one, one, one of our people, one of our coworkers, I think it was Ted basically yeah. said that his kids not getting a phone until at least 13.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I'm curious about that too, because with at least the wow side of things, a parent's phone number will suffice for children. So I don't, except
2: if, if but. Ted is already using his phone number attached to his Wow account, attached to his BattleNet account, then it can't be reused. It has to be a unique phone
0: number.
1: That I did not know that. That's even worse.
0: Yeah, it has to be I mean, he doesn't need a new one to play Overwatch, but he does he would if his kid then wanted to play Overwatch at the same time he does. Um I'm not sure like theoretically his kid could play on his account.
2: Oh, well uh, it just I it don't know just how needs works. A un- It needs a unique phone number attached to it for security yeah. purposes. That's all that I understand about it.
0: But regardless, yeah, th- that's a pretty big hurdle. Like, um, I, I get why they're doing it because in the past people have just gotten bans and just immediately made a new account. Yeah. And gotten around the ban. Now you'll basically I guess you theoretically could still do that. You just have to run out and get a burner phone. But I mean, at <laughs> least that's a step.
1: I mean you it- know. There's uh, there's virtual. Uh, I don't want to like talk about it. here's how you hack the system or anything like that. But like, but there are ways to do. There it. There yeah. are ways to do it that are that require very little effort. So like it's it's only going to affect people that will genuinely play by the rules, and it's going to affect people like in this case now that we know, uh, with kids that don't have phones or won't get phones for a while because they're too young. But Overwatch was something that they enjoyed playing, so it's it's that's not a good message. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely think there are ways that that need to be worked on to iterate on this to make it better for its intended purpose and not a barrier for people who are not going to do anything anyway. But yeah, that is one of the things that I didn't know about until Mitch started talking about it. So yeah, that's definitely uh, a lot of new maps and so forth, uh, new skins, things like that. It's a, it's a big deal. And I feel bad that we're talking about it because I, like I said, I, I can't play overwatch without getting very sick. Like, and I don't think I'm not the only one. Like, you know how in WoW there are certain fights that kind of cause motion sickness and they've been putting in stuff to keep people from getting motion sickness? Like you can turn off the train in Grimroll Depot and all that. Mm-hmm. I would need an Overwatch mode that turned off everybody else's specials. <laughs> like just turn them all off because that's the only way I could play it. It's like if everybody else was just kind of running around static because just all the stuff going on it just makes my my I get motion sickness from heck. Um, I, I just can't like five minutes of it and I have to go lie down in a dark room. So, yeah. Um, So I don't get to play it, and I feel bad about that.
2: Um, I had actually, when I heard it was going, I don't really do uh, just shooters. I mean, I'm not, that's not really my thing. I'm interested in Overwatch's story, but I'm not really good at shooters. I'm not, I don't usually enjoy a multiplayer shooter where you just go in and the only thing you're doing is shooting other people. That's just, I know a lot of people really love it. Good on you. I do not. But I was like, ah, it's free. I could go in. And I could check it out, even though it's still PVP and I could check it out. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to check out, but it's like the more I have heard about the battle pass, the less excited I am to play. And I don't know if I'm going to even try to play now.
1: And so here's a here's a question that I don't know if they've talked about or announced or if now that the game's out has been answered. Um we know that there were going to be heroes gated towards the battle pass. Did they talk about what happens after that battle pass season is done? Are those heroes going to be I available think- for purchase with coin or Yes,
0: they have already said that. They did when have I they? I remember when I wrote up the thing I'm the one that wrote up the thing about like what you the original battle pass just covering what it was. And I remember specifically, there's a a mention in one of their things, uh, one of their Blizzard long posts about it, specifically saying these characters will be available in future seasons.
1: Well, Uh, they did not say especially how they're going to get it. Yeah, no, no. So that's different. So available in future seasons could be that person's or that hero is just a tier again in another battle pass like uh, Battlefront did, which, oh, oh, that's fun. Um, Or it could be like the League of Legends thing where you had a currency that you could spend to unlock the champion. That's the kind of question that I'm looking for because that, to me, is a huge determining factor in, as far as I'm concerned, kind of like where Overwatch 2 is going to land on things. Because no other game out there that I know of gates heroes like that. Not, not, Not like you have to play through however many levels of the pass it is to, to unlock it. Right. So them making that choice is almost like forced engagement at like a high level to try to let you unlock champions or try to make you unlock champions. If there's no alternate way to do that, I, 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 again, more information needed. Um So if you are playing and, or if you are in and you, you see anything like this or they're, they make a post of it or somewhere and we missed it. Let us know. Cause like, there is a divine difference between being available in a future season versus after the season's done. You can just spend your coins and unlock the character if you really want to.
2: Yeah, I don't think we know very much about how how in the first season right now, and we don't know very much about how the next season is going to work.
1: Um, and we don't know well, length I, either, right? Like they did not. No, they it's nine weeks. It's, nine weeks. That's yeah. a huge period of time. Good lord. That's how long it is. That, that much I know. Um.
2: Like, I know that um, the new hero is kind of at the end of the battle pass unless you mm-hmm. pay upfront for the premium pass. So my concern with battle passes is always, okay, am I going to have the time and effort to get to the end of this battle pass? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm subscribed to a few battle passes right now in games that I play and I don't always make it. I have the Hearthstone Battle Pass, and there are a couple of times when I have not made it, even though the Hearthstone Battle Pass is a very generous three months long. And I just haven't found or made the time where I had a few weeks where I just didn't play at all because I wasn't feeling it. And I get to the end of the Battle Pass, and it's like, okay, I paid for this, but I didn't put in enough time over the past three months to unlock everything. And uh so you just you paid for nothing
0: (laughs) which is really even it's very disappointing even the non-paid battle pass options like i I was playing diablo immortal for a while yeah and that battle pass even when it wasn't a paywall the, the just the free one yeah. I I very it took me for like everything I had to get and, to the end of the first one. And that's kind I of I just, just couldn't make myself play it. And, and I think that that's the problem with battle passes in general.
1: Well, that's the point of battle passes, right? Like and I know I was supposed to write a post about this. Life is 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 hacked. Um and also a lot of them have shifted. A lot of them have shifted uh over the course of the last like 6 months. Um but like the whole point of a battle pass is to try to give you an artificial incentive to play the game more. Um the Difference, though, is like it's, in my opinion, fine when it's cosmetic bull that doesn't really matter, but it's just pretty versus anything that might have a mechanical advantage or gate content behind. So like even in Fortnite, like they updated theirs and I got to take a very brief look at it where instead of just having a hundred level track that you go across and you just unlock things as you level up, you have brackets. And as you get to certain levels, you get a bunch of content that you can purchase with coins or in this case, stars that you earn by just playing the game or completing quests or just unlocking, uh, going to different landmarks and doing random stuff. All the games you're playing the game naturally. And it's a grouping of like 10 or 12 items. Oh, and, Joe, yeah.
0: When you get done with this, please like ping me. Cause I, I have something, but continue.
1: OK, I was going to say, like, but they, they also let you just choose the cosmetics and then move you to the next bracket and then you choose cosmetics and move on until you get all the way through. And it's all purely cosmetic. It's all purely optional. Right. So, like, stuff like that's fine. And I'm I'm done. I just don't want I just don't like gaining content behind Battle Passes.
0: this is now something hold on let me let me read this there will be ways to earn heroes introduced in earlier seasons in future seasons so that everyone will have the opportunity to earn these heroes by playing this applies to players who start playing in future seasons and to players who didn't level previous battle passes enough to unlock the hero you will be able to earn heroes from past seasons through special new challenges or you can directly acquire them in the shop with overwatch coins
1: there we go so you
0: can buy them once the season's over uh, I knew that they had said it, but I okay. couldn't remember exactly where. That's why I had to go and look it up. It's in their original post on exactly what the battle pass is and isn't.
1: I'm at like sixty percent salt then, instead of eighty percent salt.
0: Yeah, uh, but <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, Liz. I just wanted to make sure to get that out. So now, please continue.
2: Yeah, I lost my th- chain of thought. Continue, whoever was. The, the, now, I, now we're going to have to now we're going to have to fight over who has to talk next.
1: I was. I was just gonna Canadian. Say, we were just talking. We were just talking about the, the gating content versus gating cosmetics on a battle pass, and you were talking about how many battle passes you have, and and the like along those lines. So, like, I guess here's a question for you, for both of you, with the stuff that you've experienced with the battle passes that you've played. Are there ones that you feel are well done that you've experienced, or do you feel like they're all just? I don't want to say that they're, they're all just like a sham, or do you feel like there there is actual value potentially in some of them?
0: Well, I haven't experienced There's- it yet. Oh, sorry, go ahead and listen.
2: (laughs) There's definitely value in them. The problem is, I think there is a limited attention span. All of us only have so much free time. We only have so much free energy. And as more and more games convert to battle pass systems, and like we have Hearthstone, which has two separate battle passes with separate rewards tracks and separate quests and tasks to do to complete each, and they don't. Sometimes they overlap, they don't always overlap. And how many battle passes can you feasibly play? Because Matt was talking about Diablo Immortal, which has a really fast and furious 30-day battle pass that you just have to log on every day, all the time, and constantly do everything you can do just to get to the end of the battle pass. And at some point, this stops being fun. At some point, this starts being a chore. Mm -hmm. At some point, it's a chore that you were paying them for, but you pay them and then you still have to log on and do your chores to get the thing. It's like, just give me the thing. Just, I would so prefer Diablo Immortal if it was a subscription game. I would pay them $15 a month to just play this game and not have to worry about any of the hassles, any of the advertising, and just be able to log in and play whenever I wanted and play Diablo because playing Diablo is really fun. But instead it has a battle pass. It has microtransactions. Diablo 4 will have a battle pass. It will have microtransactions. And how many battle passes Can I actually play? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I think to me, the the more onerous battle passes are the ones that that are like, you must play every day. And there's no give, there's no elasticity to this. Like, if I want to play, like, why am I not as valuable a player if I don't play every day, but I play like, you know, I play like for like six hours when I play, and then I play like once a week. Why is that not good enough? It should it should be good enough. However you choose to play the game should be how you choose to play the game. I'm not I'm not opposed to battle passes. I'm opposed to battle passes that don't have that kind of elasticity because I do not I am not playing this game because I need another job. Because if I need another job, I will go get a job I, that pays me.
1: I did that once. <laughs> it was called Vanilla Wow.
0: I didn't even, like, back in Vanilla WoW, I was notorious, yeah, back in Vanilla WoW, I was notorious for not doing that, like, as a, like, I had a hard time, people, like, the only thing that saved me in Vanilla WoW was, quite frankly, I was one of the better tanks on my server, and that's the only thing that gave me the the ability to tell people, no, I am not going to spend eight hours farming this with you, I have other things to do, Uh, so, here's the amount of time I will do this, and then I will leave. And if you can't get somebody else in that time period, then we'd best finish it now. Had we not, because I will be done in two hours. I'm telling you now, uh, the flip side of that was that people would call me and have me log on at four o'clock in the morning, to tank of dragon, because you know, nobody else could tank the dragon. <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but you have to like, why did I give you my phone number? The phone number was in case somebody died. It wasn't so I could tank a green dragon at four in the morning, but anyway, <laughs> do, I, I, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want, my my leisure activity to become my other job that i don't get paid for if i were getting paid for it then okay i'm willing to let you have a little bit more of my time but if i'm paying you this needs to be as flexible as it can be because you know i am i you're you're getting my money not the other way around that's my problem with Battle Passes that are like the, the Diablo Immortal one. It, it became like I had to be on every day. I and think Diablo Immortal is extremely good as it a is. game. Mm-hmm. Like, as yeah. a game, it's good. It's fun. It's it's really responsive. I like playing it on computer even. Um, bit of a memory hog on your older, your older version devices. But, you know, it, it's a really good game. As a experience, the Battle Pass made it drudgery. Because it's like oh, okay, I have to log on or I'm not gonna get my my random thing for the day for completing five quests. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, and that's that no. Get rid of that. Make the battle pass something that is flexibility and it has elasticity built in. So if I miss a day, it's not a big deal. Then it's good. I am I am cautiously waiting to see what the Diablo four battle pass thing looks like. Well,
2: they have told us that the Diablo 4 Battle Pass is not going to... The paid version isn't going to have any power upgrades. It's just going to be cosmetics, which I think they've taken great pains to separate their Battle Pass from the Diablo Immortal Battle Pass and say, okay, the paid version, it's just cosmetic stuff. You can buy cosmetic stuff. You can buy the Battle Pass. All it gets you is cosmetic. Nothing that will improve your power or performance in the game, except that we all know all of us here, I'm pretty sure we know Transmog actually does improve DPS. So 100%. looking good. Looking good. You feel confident. You have a really awesome look. Of course you're going to do better. But uh, I mean, if you actually look at the numbers, technically nothing in the battle pass will give you a power. But uh, like the duration of a battle pass has a big impact on how doable it feels. Like the Diablo Immortal 30-day battle pass you have thirty yeah. days to complete this whole thing—that feels impossible sometimes.
0: Thirty days, and it's daily. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's not just that it's thirty days to do it all. It's thirty days, and every day there is something, and you must be here for it every day without exceptions. There's no escape. Im-
2: Immortal also has a lot of events. Like, yes, there's many, an event yeah. this weekend. There's an event next weekend. You know, there's just there's so much going on in Immortal, and
0: I mean, honestly, I think it doesn't. The worst part is that it doesn't feel like you can afford to miss any of it. But there is no way you can actually get all of it unless you just never untether from that game. Like if you are literally just on your phone constantly playing Diablo Immortal <laughs> while doing everything else in your life, then maybe. But otherwise yeah, you're not getting all. Of
2: yeah, it's just it's if it this were discussion if the, of
0: Overwatch 2's battle pass <laughs> has been brought if, to you by Diablo Immortals. Battle pass.
2: I mean, well, if the Diablo Immortal battle pass were twice as long, like Overwatch is supposed to be nine weeks. Look at me tying those subjects back together. I love you. Uh, <laughs> nine weeks, that's that's actually pretty good. It just, it really, it's hard to tell about a battle pass until you've played. Is this something you can realistically mm-hmm. do in the duration you're allowed to do it? Because Overwatch 2, the new hero is locked at the end of the battle pass unless you pay for her up front. So... Is it going to take me all nine weeks to go through the battle pass and so finally get access to play the... That's not super fun. Or will I do that in a couple of weeks and then I'll be playing the new hero all season and that'll be really exciting?
0: I I don't know. If you were already playing Overwatch, then you have her now because she's... the, the, she was the one that they gave all those. Fu- she's in the Founders pack, and if you bought this thing, you she's in that pack. So it's it's really weird. I I feel like the hero yeah. gauging we're gonna have to wait till season two because yeah, so many because people they- are gonna start with her, and we won't know how does it actually feel to have to unlock this character. How does it feel? You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, that that to me. I don't like that they did that just because now people are going to go into the, like, they'll go into the next season not understanding that, yeah, you got Kiriko free because you, you were an Overwatch player, but now you have to actually do the whole season to get that character. Yeah. I mean, I-
2: it could work. It could work and it could feel really tiresome. It's yeah. just, you know, in about in about nine weeks, we'll have a better feeling for which side it falls on.
1: Or- just not
0: time for, for, for Dragonflight to drop.
1: I was going to say, or or hopefully they will uh, make an announcement before then. But yeah, to the next topic.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like that covers enough Overwatch for us to move on and feel yeah. incredible here. So um, I'm going to move on to Dragonflight because, as I said, uh, it got its its release announcement of November 28th, which I honestly am not surprised by. But I wasn't expecting it either. I'm not going to go around pretending I prognosticated and I had a prediction and it was November 28th. That's not the case. But when I heard it, I was like, huh? So post American Thanksgiving, about a month to Christmas. So you'll have a little (laughs) time to do some, you'll do some like general revamping and fixing when it goes alive. And people are going to be able to, you're going to get the Christmas hype to get people to buy it during the, yeah, I can see why you'd do it then. (laughs) Um, So I, Oh, go ahead and listen, sir.
2: I mean, I, I am going to say I had a pretty good uh, good feeling about November 28th because that date had previously been leaked as the release date.
0: Yeah, I'd missed that, that leak, but, you know. Uh,
2: it it was a while ago. It was, um well, now I'm going to have to pull it up and find it. Um, But that particular leak, we did not post about it on the site. I feel like with leaks like this, I'm just going to, let's just wait until we actually know. We don't necessarily need to post about them, Uh, but that same leak also said that the pre-patch would be October 25th, so we will see if that turns out to be true.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably a pretty safe bet at this point, Mm -hmm. because they do need to give about a month. If it's not the 25th, it'll be the week after. Yeah. Um, so, but at, e- at any rate, uh, there are some stuff happening because of the release date. I mean, for instance, now all your pre-orders actually you won't you won't get a refund on them because the the game is coming out within the time period stated when they when you did the pre-order. It said honor before uh, January first, twenty twenty three. Or was it December thirty first, twenty twenty two? I don't I, remember which day they used.
2: December thirty first, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay. But at any rate, they said it would be before, honor before that. It's going to be before that. So yeah, you're, they're safe. They don't have to issue refunds. Um, they learned from Warcraft three Reforged, um, but also because of this, we now know that the they've they've also during the same period of time they released the news that during Dragonflight, the Dragonflight raids, which start I think like two weeks after it drops. Yeah. Um, they don't. They're not going to have personal loot at all. They're going to have the group loot system. The need, the rolling need slash greed on things. They didn't say anywhere in their announcement if master looter is coming back. In it a is previous, not. in a previous interview,
2: it is not. It is not.
1: So okay, so it it's just not.
0: need greed rolling.
2: It's just need greed. That is
0: the system based That's, on
1: spec, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that. Yeah, there's some spec stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, I also know that, like for instance, if you're playing a paladin. Like a ret, if you're a ret paladin and you're a spec ret, and a healing mace drops, and you you can roll need on it, but your need will be ranked lower than a need from somebody who is currently playing a healing class. So if like you, so you could roll need so that you don't it doesn't get you know you don't get the same weight as a warrior who just greed's on every transmog, but your need won't be as as up there as the restoration shaman who is also rolling up
1: my only concern with that is how they categorize items sometimes they're a little bit odd like things will be and liz and i have talked about this in the middle of raid sometimes we're like some things will be a healer (laughs) item and we have no idea why it's a healer item because it it doesn't give healers any benefit whatsoever um so like i'm curious to see if they're going to do a better job of identifying like items better in that for for that or or yeah, or even just segmenting
0: happen? them, you know, segregating them better so that people know, okay, this is obviously a healing, yeah, uh, but in terms of I, I think it's interesting because Ian Hazacostas had done an interview a uh, few months ago now, I think it was back in June where he said that they wanted to bring Master loot back. And doing this with the, getting rid of personal loot and switching to need greed suggests that they couldn't find a way to bring see, Master loot back. Like, how go ahead,
1: Liz
2: see, I. I just didn't get the feel that he was taught that he was promising or saying, Oh no, I'm saying he's promised anything, please. I, I just, I didn't get the impression from that interview with Ian that he was saying, yes, we're bringing this back or we want to bring this back necessarily, but that they wanted to do something different. They wanted to add flexibility, which this has some flexibility in ways and less flexibility in other ways. Um, so I, what I got from that from that original interview with Ian was that they wanted to change the way looting works, and this seems to be the way they've decided yeah. to do it.
1: And I mean, it also doesn't necessarily mean it's off the table either, too, right? Like, it could wind up being a thing where maybe down the road, like after they see how this this plays out, that guilds are still asking for master loot or or whatever the case is, or it makes more sense in a certain capacity. Um, but I agree with Liz. Like the first thing I got an impression when they talked about it wasn't that Master Loot was coming back. It was that they understand the current loot system doesn't work and they need to have something that's better suited for players. And this is definitely a step in the right direction.
0: I'm just interested to see what happens with stuff like LFR.
2: Um, <laughs> that That is the question.
0: Like LFR, yeah. as far as I know... This is specifically for normal heroic and mythic rating and not it is LFR also, is not mentioned. It
2: is also for LFR. They mentioned it. Okay. They so LFR did in in get mentioned? post. So
0: yes. need versus greed in LFR is not going to be as what, pretty.
2: Uh, question. When did they add personal loot to the game? When did we change over the personal loot system? When
0: LFR came in. Yep. I don't First, recall when that was. It's been a long uh, time. End of cataclysm. Uh, and it was just cat- in LFR. At the uh-huh. end of Cataclysm, uh, they didn't have it anywhere else. When Miss came out, they brought it into everything.
1: Yeah, it was in uh-huh. area. So,
0: okay. Technically speaking, personal loot came in 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 the end of Cataclysm in LFR, but it became the universal system in Mists of Pandaria. I remember this okay. because I had to listen to absolutely every healer in my guild lose their <laughs> minds for a week straight.
1: Yep, I um, I I was part of that problem. I know I yes. was. <laughs>
0: You were losing it about you and I were actually in a guild together at the end of Cataclysm, but we weren't doing LFR, but you, I, I remember you saying, this is going to come, this is going to be what they do. And it's going to be, it's going to be bad for this, that, and that. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to jump <laughs> on things. Cause I'm not, I'm not the guy. <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, in the, in the after effect, uh, they brought it in and it did. Nobody liked it. Um,
2: so like, it's been long enough that we've been using personal loot. I feel like that we've forgotten the problems we had before we had personal loot. And we all used to need greed all the time for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, you go to the raid and the hunter needs everything and they get the best weapon for you. And you just, you go crazy. It makes you crazy when everyone's just, yeah, you know, roll need, roll need, because there's nothing stopping them from rolling need.
1: You, you know, this is the pendulum problem all over again, as far as I'm concerned, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I made this comment before. Like, the only thing they needed to do to fix loot was remove trading restrictions for guilds or certain groups because that was the biggest problem, right? That's the biggest problem we had. They uh,
0: have done that. Mm-hmm. I should point out they have done that,
1: which is good. Yes, there's, but there,
0: yeah, there's no restriction
2: on trading anything. So if I won an item, and then I realized, oh wait, well Joe is using something that's like 40 eye, le- eye levels lower than this, and it's just a small upgrade to me. I'll just hand it over to you. And then we're both the whole guild is better off. It yes. allows for that kind of cooperation. If if you desire to play that way. But yeah, I think also- that yeah.
0: I think also more guilds. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We keep doing this. You go.
2: Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it also invites abuse because there's nothing saying, huh, ah, I oh, can sure. roll need on that. Yeah. So if you're playing in a guild group, this is probably pretty helpful because it's like, you can say, Oh no, I want that. I don't want that. And you can decide like that. No one gets loot that they aren't going to use everyone. If you get a piece of loot, it's something you can use hopefully. Well, that leads mm-hmm. to another thing, but carry on Matt.
0: No, I th- I think basically I was just dovetailing to the same point you were making that this is probably an upgrade for group guild groups or guild alliance groups or groups where you everyone knows each other. Yes. Like in a group that where it's like it's not just a bunch of random people come together, it's people who have forged relationships and so forth. Even if they're not all buddies, if everyone knows each other and have been doing group content together, they're not gonna bite the hand that feeds them too much. There will be drama because there's always drama. But for guild groups this is is this is just an anal- unalloyed ap- improvement uh for lfr and any like random pugs that get put together this will be interesting to see because i remember i remember the days of i of, remember it's a hunter weapons
1: yeah
0: <laughs> you. Uh... No, the, i i went on some pugs back in the day uh i was i was dragooned into tanking like Back in people often forget that in Vanilla for a while Upper Blackrock Spire like had a 15 player limit.
2: Oh yeah, been yep. there done that.
0: Yeah. And so it counted as kind of a raid. Like it it was it was in a weird in between place cuz it's where you had to get like a lot of your tier from it. A lot of stuff you needed to run, run Molten Core was in that. And I, I I was on a lot of groups where you know the priest would come specifically for the Father Flame event, and if you didn't do the Father Flame event, that priest was going to leave. But then the the the, the priest tier would drop, the you know the, the, the dungeon set stuff, and some mage would roll on it and get it, and it'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> the entire the entire group is now just stopped. And and back then you could only get trade an item with the help of a of a GM. Like you couldn't trade items. Like if it was soulbound to you, that was it. There was nothing in the game that allowed you to move it. You had to tr- to ping a GM and say, "Hey, yeah, this happened." Uh, fumble fingers, McGee, the m- the mage over here, accidentally uh, rolled need on these, uh, and we kind of need them to go to the priest because they're they're literally trying to kill us all with their mind right now. Um, please, I, I don't want to hear later on that 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 he died from a stroke. So if you could help, and then you know wait. Like, I remember having runs where, like, we had to, like, th- we were waiting for the GM and the, the priest would not leave the room. And I'm not pulling nothing until I get my shoulders. So, yeah, it was, I am not looking forward to going back to that. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I think overall, it is, if not, if it, it's not a co- an unalloyed improvement, it's the first in a step. Uh, yeah, I do are f- you're going to see something else happen.
1: Yeah, it it the- is. Go ahead.
0: I,
2: no, you go. I've been talking about
1: you. I was just going to say, like, it, this is the pendulum effect. And we always every time this happens and it's probably going to be with the talents as well and a bunch of other systems that are being introduced or put back uh, to, like, whether they're new or returning to old ways where things are swinging back. Like Liz pointed out, we're going to remember some of the problems and then there's going to be a calibration period. Um, It's we just kind of have to expect that there's going to need to be a calibration period for Dragonflight. Because there are so many systems changing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's going to be a learning curve for new and old players. And then there's going to be a feedback period now that even though people have been testing it, let's be honest, not everybody's great at giving feedback. And no matter how much you test it, eventually somebody's, when you let it loose to the masses, that's when you really, really find like the minor things that maybe the people testing didn't notice or didn't comment on. 10,000
0: then- people... Testing something is very useful and yes. it gives you ideas. Especially the bigger a mil- things. A million people are going to find things that the ten thousand people didn't. Yep. Because sometimes the ten thousand people are a little too smart and won't, won't do things that seem dumb. <laughs> that would be dumb. Why would I do that? It turns out that it's brokenly good, but you'd only know that if you did this really dumb thing. And a, a million people are going to hit upon that dumb thing and go, "Oh wow, look what that does!" Like, That's it, just the nature of this kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely. There's going to have to be a calibration. Plus, Joe isn't kidding about the pendulum effect. Ask anybody (laughs) who played a warrior from from class or shaman. The original, yeah, or shaman, the wind fury totem things.
1: Uh, Wind fury.
0: Can can we keep wind fury anywhere near the same place? Nope. We we can talk. We
1: can go back to mist where, like, uh, the first the first uh, content patch of mist shaman were king by a huge margin, Uh, and then the last patch we were like. Way down in the dirt <laughs> behind yeah. everybody because the pendulum swung too hard the other way. Yeah,
0: this is something that happens in WoW a lot. But I think yeah. we should did we, we should talk move about Rass yeah. Classic or do oh. you want to talk about the There is one
2: important thing about this that we have not mentioned. Okay. Cool. One of the one of the big benefits of personal loot is that every piece of loot that dropped was usable by someone in your raid. We will not be having personal loot anymore, and that means loot just drops regardless of whether anyone in the group can use it. Let's say you don't have any hunters in your group tonight, and like a legendary bow drops. It's the legendary bow from Sylvanas. It's what every hunter has been wanting, but they couldn't make it tonight, and no one else can use it. <laughs> and it's just sitting there, being disenchanted, because it dropped in a group with no hunters, and that could happen. That is something that could happen. That... Or if I know, it will rogues, happen all the time.
0: Unless it's got a class thing on it. Technically, sure. your rogues can put it in their inventory and he can oh even boy. equip it. <laughs> and there's going to be a rogue wandering around just going, hey, look at my legendary bow. I can't even use this. And there's going to be a hunter somewhere going. Well, ah. no, that,
1: ain't, that isn't going to happen because uh, it, we, we mentioned this earlier, but you cannot roll on loot if it is not usable by your class and spec.
0: Yeah, but if it drops... You can still take it. You don't have, can't roll on it, but when the roll's over, the bow is still there. This is this is not like personal loot where it's in your. It's just for you. The thing's on the corpse. If nobody gets it, somebody can get it. You can just walk I mean, over and pick it up.
2: Just it's st- it's it can still drop, and basically you would be getting a piece of loot no one could use, as opposed to a piece of loot that someone in your group wants and could use. Yep, uh, that's my- the best part. My best example of this would be back, way back in the day when I was playing a Holy Paladin. Holy Paladins wore plate armor with intellect. They were the only ones. You didn't have armor that shifted stats when you shifted specs. It was intellect plate. That was what you wanted. And I have been in raids on my Holy Paladin where... It was a great night to be a holy paladin. We just got tons and tons of int plate, even though I was the only holy paladin in that raid and the only class in the game that wanted intellect plate. So I have benefited greatly from group loot systems like this where stuff drops regardless of who's in the group. But I imagine nights that were really good for me where every boss was dropping int plate were maybe not so much fun for
0: everybody else. Let me tell you a story about my, my Torrin Vornathar, who I started <laughs> playing in original WoW. In still dropped for the Horde when they didn't have paladins. <laughs> yep. A lot of it. There were a lot of paladins, paladin-geared Torrin walking around. A lot of orcs with big gold shoulders. Uh, <laughs> and look at, going, this has ant on it, but it was still better than what I had. And everyone's like, it's okay, Gronthar. It's okay. No, I feel silly. Uh, so yeah, I, I we I do feel that. Uh, but at this point I do want to move on to a little bit to yeah. talk about Wrath Classic because we got a couple of things that happened and one of them is near and dear to my heart. Um it does it just makes me smile. Uh, Liz mentioned that this has already been fixed. But I, the the battle yeah. for undercity bugs. Do you remember the battle for undercity bugs, guys? Come come on, you do. You, you do. If you were playing in Wrath, you remember the Wrath of, of the Battle of the Undercity Bugs. And they're back. The same bugs, even though they fixed them and they did fix them. They went out of their way to fix them. Like when they went into wrath classic, they spent a lot of time fixing these bugs. But the thing is, is those bugs as fixed still create new bugs that look just like them. And it's, it, I don't love this because I like people suffering I don't love this because I want you not to get to play this, but I love it because it makes me feel so nostalgic for the first time I ran Battle for Undercity, which was on a Horde character, by the way. It wasn't an Alliance character. So I went in with Thrall and Sylvanas and we get to the room where Varimothris is doing his thing, and then the, the thing hangs, and I couldn't progress, and I couldn't even leave Undercity. That, that, was, that was my tauren for like two days. Stuck in that fight which wouldn't progress. Like Verimathras wouldn't die and we couldn't move forward. So it, it, it actually gave me a warm fuzzy to read this because of, because of that experience. That's so much Wrath of the Lich King. That is the ultimate distillation of my first time through Wrath of the Lich King is exactly that moment when I got into Undercity and got there and it just hung. So it actually does make, I'm, I'm not doing this for sarcasm. I'm actually getting a little misty thinking about it. Because it was so much part of the experience, and Wrath of the Lich King was an amazing expansion. Not one of my fa- not my favorite expansion, like it is for some people, but it was really good at the time. I, I had a great time playing. But they've probably they've they've already put the patch out to 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 let you skip this. Is that
2: correct? Uh, they've hot fixed it, though. I have not heard whether the hot fix has completely fixed it. So I, this was always a problem. This never stopped being a problem in wrath and i'm always amused when i see classic coming back with some of the classic bugs because the bugs were sort of part of the
0: experience like joe you did battle for understate right oh yeah and it it it, it bugged for you right mm-hmm. oh absolutely <laughs> it bugged for everybody that's what it did like <laughs> I, honestly i i feel like if they'd fixed it i'd actually feel sad if the, if the nobody got to experience this because it was such a thing, but at the same time, I do want you guys to get to play it. I I don't want people to, I'm not one of those people who like gets a lot of excitement out of people, not having a good time. Like in a game, I want you to have a good time. I want you to get to play the game. That's what it's for. So, but yeah, I, I did feel a little warm and fuzzy seeing that this bug was back because it's just, it's like there with captain placeholder or, or the boat ride that suddenly Best song ever. Yeah, or trying to get to Ankaraj and you end up in the Stone Talon Mountains on a boat, <laughs> boat in the mountains, and you're like, "What happened?" Or that one time that that you're like, you're standing in Booty Bay on a boat and and you get a duel and let a Death Knight death grip you because he's like, "I got this neat trick, just duel me," and he death grips you off the boat just as the boat's leaving and you get slingshotted across the entirety of the Eastern Kingdoms all the way up to like near Hammerfall. Because that's the, apparently the center point of the entire uh, zone, or the entire like island, like the whole continent. And so the game just puts you there. Like, man, people can't experience that now. And I feel bad for them, honestly. But yeah. Um, oh, Also, you can get the Frostbrood mount still up until November 28th. Uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, you can go do the Wrath Classic Death Knight starting zone and you can still get them um, out.
2: At for clarification, if people don't know what we're talking about, you can play the Death Knight starting experience in Wrath Classic and get a cool mount in modern retail WoW.
0: Yeah, and they originally wasn't that coming out. What was that? Did you guys hear that? I heard something. Joe, are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear that?
1: I did. Okay, keep Does going. Anyone know what it was? <laughs> uh-huh. Keep going. All right. Okay.
0: So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, they originally were only doing this, I think, until like Wrath Classic launched.
2: They they never announced a stop date for it until we got the dragon release date. Okay. And then they're like, yeah, it's going away.
0: Yeah. That's that's when that's leaving. Uh, but that's bait. I think otherwise wrath classic has been pretty, pretty much the same going uh, the phase one's starting soon. Right. I don't remember. exactly. It starts
2: when. on Thursday.
0: So Thursday of this week, as we're recording this um, first week of October uh, phase one October, starts
2: October 6th. I suppose we could be specific.
0: Okay, cool. Uh definitely October 6th, you're gonna be able to do, I believe it's Nax, uh Obsidian Sanctum, and the Eye of Eternity. I and don't... Vault
2: of Archivon.
0: Vault of Archivon, okay. Yeah. I, Vault... I don't know if that really counts, but yeah. You get it's you can there. get you can get uh same tier pieces there, so yeah, it counts. Yeah. I we used to run it every time it was available just because you could get the uh, the tier piece there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I that which meant that of course that uh, this is one of the problems I always had with Wintergrasp. Don't want to get to go too long on this, but it really wasn't great for people who actually liked doing PvP when you know big 25-man raid guilds would just show up with all their members to flip the zone so they could go in and get tier pieces. It, it suddenly turned the thing into a horrible slog, so good luck to you, players in Wrath Classic. Uh, but I, I don't know how many like I have no idea how long these raids are going to be up. I don't get the sense that people, people are, keep telling me, oh, it's going to be much longer this time. It's not going to be as fast as it has been in every other wow classic to date and i just don't believe them i'm sorry but every time we get like a phase like this and we get new raids they're cleared in like a day uh, I, I fully expect everybody will be dead uh like by friday morning so i mean it doesn't bother me they're they they these are fights that people have seen and seen and seen it would be surprising to me especially since one of them is next ramus that one has been seen a lot you know so i i really i, I expect them all to be killed like quite quickly until the season of mastery comes in and they put in like variations on them and then they'll still be cleared in a day. So that's just what happens with wrath classic. In my opinion, I just feel like it's not really possible to, to like gussy this up too much and still give people anything even close to the original experience. So, but I think that's it for Wrath classic unless either of you has something else to say on that one. I do not. Liz.
2: No, You got it.
0: All right. Um, I think I'm going to hold off on the CDPR thing unless you guys want to talk about it no i
2: don't there's, really have anything to say
0: yeah i'm gonna throw in no, go to so you now,
2: you've, now you've mentioned it
0: <laughs> you know i just the cdpr did a did a like a next six to eight year roadmap today uh it it's a very interesting but it's not the kind of thing basically it's here's everything we're doing they announced that there's going to be multiple witcher games uh two one of them done by a studio they recently purchased uh one of them done by a studio that no one knows what it is yet Because it's apparently a studio full of ex-Witcher veterans, whatever that means. So it feels like a lot of people who worked on The Witcher in the past have come together to make a new Witcher game as a new studio, and they're being licensed by CDPR to do it. And then CDPR is working on a big three-game Witcher series where they're going to do the next one in three to four years. they're, They're hoping to have it out in three to four years. With then, after that each additional sequel will be like three years down the road from the release of the previous one because they're doing a lot of the work to, to make the next two while they're doing the work on the first one uh, because they've switched engines. Uh, CDPR is not using the Red Engine anymore because after the, the, the experience of trying to make Cyberpunk for like 10 years, they realized that the Red Engine has some significant limitations. So they're switching to Unreal 5 and apparently they, they have a deal with... Uh, with unreal five to epic. basically yeah to with epic to make the tools to make unreal good for open world games because unreal's biggest problem has always been that they don't feel like it really works well for open world games and so their deal with with epic is to try and change that so yeah uh, that's what they're doing now they're, they're using unreal five which is why the next bit of the news in this is that they're doing a cyberpunk 2077 sequel uh, project orion and they're doing that instead of doing uh, another dlc they've got the the big dlc that they're almost done working on right now uh phantom liberty which to me sounds like a hideo kojima game <laughs> like i'm not kidding or a bethesda game well the thing is is i could see the bethesda game except that they have hideo kojima in the game yeah like he's got a cameo yep. i feel like that's just them saying yes yeah, it's, it's it's a it's middle gear solid cyberpunk that's what it is. If a giant robot shows up at the end of this, I am not going to be surprised, but so they're doing that instead of that, because I honestly feel like it's got to do with the red engine, just being incredibly hard for them to work on. Uh, Cause they're still, they've fixed a lot of bugs in cyberpunk, but there's still quite a few that they're just never going to get rid of. Um, I have accepted, but regardless so that that, and there's also a new IP called Hadar and we know nothing about it. They've just started working on it last year. It's still in the pre conceptual phase. Which is a nice way of saying mm, we got some guys working on it. We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, they're working on their own IP finally. Keep in mind that the CD Projekt Red, I think the first Witcher game came out in 2007. I looked it up today. They have never worked on their own IP in that whole time. They're they're coming up. For, you know, they've had their 20 year anniversary recently. Like they're like 20 years of CD Projekt Red, and this is the first time they've done their own IP. So that's interesting.
1: But also to be fair, they've also they've been instrumental in uh to the, very specifically the witcher and and now cyberpunk uh in bringing that to the forefront on a lot of people's uh sight that would have mm-hmm. never paid attention to those uh books or the DTRPGs uh before then so Absolutely
0: I'm not trying to denigrate them in any way I just think it's interesting sure. that they're finally yeah. moving to having something that is wholly their own So that's that's that I don't think we really need to go into much more than that uh that's just the bare bones of it I want to move on to some emails so I'm going to do that thing where I tell you guys if you have an email or question for the show, uh, first off, you don't have to email us. You can go to our Discord server. We have the Patreon Q&Podcast questions channel for you Patreon supporters. Uh, and if you want to be a Patreon supporter, uh, Blizzard Watch on Patreon, go go ahead. Um, that's what we do to reward you for all your help because, you know, it, it means we get to do this podcast and the other podcasts that we do. Uh, if you can't be a supporter but you still want to engage with us, we love that too. Uh, we love being engaged with, trust me. Uh, we're, so, we're so lonely. Well, I am anyway, uh, you can use the non patron just Q and podcast questions channel. You can ask questions there. And in fact, one of you did, uh, so yay. Thank you very much. And finally, you can email us. Uh, we have the email addresses podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or blizzardwatch. So we know it's for this show because one of you did question for anybody. And, and that's like, every time you do that, it just comes down to which one of us sees it first. That's 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 what it is it's i think the patri- just,
1: i think i think the patrons and our listeners are doing that as a game
0: yeah because <laughs> they want to see if joe and i eventually do the oil wrestling we're not going to no we lived way too far away we'll just talk about it a lot so if that's your thing there you go but regardless uh last show i tried reading them because i literally had just gotten the eye injections and eye injections coming up so i wanted to to see if I could read them. This week, I'm not going to. Because I got eye injections last week. And they haven't quite healed yet. So um, this time, I'm going to ask Liz to read the first one.
2: Okay. This is from Erebus. Question for the QR podcast. Don't care which. I will jump in here and say, sometimes these questions get answered on the Q and in the podcast, depending on how short of questions we are for either at any given time.
0: I'm writing so, the night, so...
2: <laughs> back to the question. Just some basic questions about Dragonflight. Is the level cap seven now 70? Is leveling in Shadowlands going to be compulsory or is it being tossed into Chromie time? Have character limits per server been raised by one because of Evokers? Have you noticed any 1 to 50 leveling changes in the beta? Uh, so, a pile of, little, of good little Dragonflight Play like questions uh level cap 70 is leveling in shadowlands going to be compulsory no and i believe someone correct me if i'm wrong that uh for brand new players the starting experience will send you through battle for azeroth and not shadowlands it's not changing you're not wrong okay <laughs> good it's good to get that right when you go in all blustery and like you know what you're talking about um I have not heard anything about character limits being raised and I haven't noticed leveling changes, but I haven't pl- been messing around one through 50. Uh,
0: one I actually about... did mess around a little with one. To 50, so, did,
1: so. so did I. Yeah. Oh, you go then. I didn't notice a huge difference. Um, it, but to be honest, like it moved fairly quickly. Uh, it moves fairly quickly on live. So I don't think they're making much in the way of an adjustment. Uh, so I think it's going to be probably about the same as you would do it now.
0: Yeah, in my experience, uh, I I report much as Joe did. Uh, I took a orc warrior um, from one to 60, actually, uh, because I didn't want. uh, First off, because it's easier for me to learn a class when I start at one Mm -hmm. level through it. And secondly, because I accidentally created the name Ashkandi on my orc for a level one. Accidentally. No, no, (laughs) I wanted it on a level 60. Like, you know, so I could just have it at level 60, but I, I named it on this one and I was terrified to change it because the fact that I got Ashkondi as a name, like, come on, someone's going to take that. So I just leveled it. So I didn't have to lose. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't see any major difference. Uh, I guess that means Joe, you're up.
1: All right. Fantastic. This one comes from Titsemi Uh, Dragonflight. What has you excited about the expansion? What has you worried and what is your level of engagement going to be with it compared to other expansions? Uh, For me personally, I'm looking forward to the story and content of the zones as well as the evoker class. I think that there's going to be some interesting lore tidbits coming up that we haven't talked about because spoilers there be spoilers here uh, plus stuff that we didn't get to see because it was not available yet. Um, and I'm actually very interested to see where the story goes because there is a certain somebody who occasionally taunts me about where the story's going, and I'm not allowed to know things. You know who you are. Um, so I'm excited it's not for that. Me. <laughs> it's, uh, but I'm really excited for that. Uh, as far as the thing I'm most worried about is long term, how the talent system is going to wind up uh, affecting high level gameplay because I did not get to do any rating on the the beta or the test or the alpha at all. Um, I'm curious how that's going to affect based off of composition and what classes are there. This is something that is actually uh, something I personally am worried about. I don't know if other people are and my level of engagement will probably be the same. I will level uh, in this case, I will be leveling my shaman to max getting them ready to heal and then getting ready for my guild to go into content. And while waiting doing dungeons uh before raids and then probably leveling my Hunter as well as a backup. Should I be a failure in my role? <laughs> so, uh, and it, that's pretty much part of the course for me. That's generally what I do for every expansion. Uh, it's just kind of hedge my bets and and go through it also because I don't mind going through the story and leveling experience rapidly. I know some people do. I actually really enjoy it because sometimes I find things that I missed the first time going through, or I get to do it in a different order or you know find little hidden gems. So, what about you guys? Liz?
2: Um I mean I think I'm going to be about what I am now. I'm uh I'm I'm a little anxious about the talent trees, I guess. I am both excited and anxious at the same time because I love the new kind of new concepts that are going, that could potentially be unlocked by these talent trees, new and different builds, different directions I can go into, like there are some things in the Holy Paladin build which could lean towards a crit based Holy Paladin. And back in ye olden days, when I was playing, you know, all the time, holy paladining everywhere, uh, in Burning Crusade and Wrath, crit was like that was what you wanted because you had all these things that procked off a crit, and you just wanted to be a crit monster. Um, and it's it's not. It's not what it was, but there's some interesting things. Right now we dig heavy into Mastery, but it's possible that maybe we won't want to dig heavy into Mastery or that some Paladins will want to go heavy on Mastery and some will want to lean into these crit-focused things. And it's interesting to have options. I love having options. Um, I'm, I'm a little worried that uh, right now Holy Paladins are weaker on as far as getting heals per second out and just kind of across the board. You're not quite as beefy as some of those other healers as a trade-off for doing damage. And uh uh, not feeling great about that. And I'm not really sure how that's gonna feel in the expansion. And I'm not sure am I gonna get it. I mean I've played in the beta and it's it's okay, but it's hard to tell when you're playing in a beta test and you're not playing with your regular group and you're not doing the kind of content you're used to doing. You're just you're messing around, you're checking things out. It's hard to get a feel for how is this gonna feel. When I jump into the first dungeon with my guild or the first raid, how how is this going to play out in reality?
0: Yeah, this has always been the case, but I used to call it the Warlords of Draenor effect because that's where I really
1: <laughs> noticed it. Yeah, I mean you're not wrong.
2: So I'm I'm really anxious about that, and the, maybe what makes me most anxious is I don't I don't know what my backup plan is. Is if I get everything leveled up and everything geared up. And then like, I don't feel great about the Holy Paladin. I'm not sure what my backup plan is. I just, I don't know. And I like knowing things and I like having plans and I don't like not having plans. So uh, we will see. Uh, One thing I am really excited about is seeing all the new cinematics. I am unreservedly excited about all that they haven't been in the beta test there. You just have all these slots where a cinematic is supposed to be and I cannot wait to see them. Just the other day, I rewatched the Dragonflight announcement cinematic, and it's just so good. It is so amazingly good. It'll
1: always be Stony Danza to me.
2: Ah, it's so good. Hold me closer. (laughs) I am just, I am astounded that they could give you, that this cinematic could give you so much emotional attachment, to a dude made of stone who has limited facial mobility and also has no dialogue whatsoever by the midpoint of that trailer. You are just, you are in love with Stony Danza. He is great. He's your best friend forever. He must succeed. I got to say,
0: day-
1: and a special yes. shout out to our Patreon supporter who uh, made that video for me with the music playing in the background. I appreciate yeah.
0: you. <laughs> just, I think that talking about the cinematic, there's that point where, I think what really won me over to him is when he's like looking, he's like, he's getting up to the mountain, he gets to a certain point, he looks around and all the devastated, like the destroyed other watchers, the lava everywhere. He looks up at the climb he's going to have to do. And he just looks at it for a second. Then he goes like <laughs> the physical goes, sigh. He, yeah, he <laughs> sighs and then he goes game face. the <laughs> like, moment where yes. he goes game face. And it's like, yeah, all right, you got me. You got me you didn't you never got me with that troll but you got me here game face did it he just and he just starts climbing and he falls and he just keeps climbing and it's like dude yeah all right I'm there we, you, we you are all
1: for the for, since 2020 we are all stony Danza
0: all the time constantly falling and going oh god and I gotta climb this and oh please let a dragon catch me but
2: yeah. uh, funny. It's it's amazing that they managed to do so much with so little because you just you just fall in love with that guy and you get to the kind of towards the end of the trailer and it's like no he's falling I hate this expansion I'm never going to play again and and then of course dragons dragons show up and everything's better that's yep. that's what I'm hoping for for this expansion dragons show up and everything's better
0: that's yeah. for my answer uh, what has me excited playing a bunch of warriors. <laughs> so what has me worried? Playing a bunch of warriors. What is my level of engagement going to be? Probably only four warriors. or five warriors. Like <laughs> I'm probably gonna pare it down to the, the four or five that I really wanna play, and that's gonna be it. And I'm not gonna I got and I, I need to find a home for my horde warriors, so I'm gonna be on the lookout for that. But other than that, yeah. Just that, that it's playing a bunch of warriors. If I could, I would totally get an orc warrior named Condi, but I've checked. You can't. So Yeah, playing a bunch of Warriors. Uh, I think, though, that's going to be it, because we're already eight minutes over, uh, and I don't think either of these other questions are short answers. Um, So, yeah, uh, basically, they're going to throw it to Joe. Joe, throwing it to you.
1: Blizzard watch, oh, okay. it, blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch. Your continued support means this podcast community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast. Better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and that's free site experience.
0: Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you also to Liz and Joe for being here and, and basically making this podcast much more informative and better in pretty much every single way. Uh, also allowing me to have weird moments of self-doubt during the email intro. Not sure what was up with that. But anyway, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being here with us. Uh, Hopefully we'll be here next week.